Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where OP gets revenge against his jerky boss. Our next Reddit post is from Catman. I left a job I'd been at for over 20 years to work for the town government where I lived. I'd been salaried but had burned out and took a job with a lot less stress, but also an hourly position. I was about six months into the job when I was looking at my hours for the week. I was expecting to be into overtime if I stayed until 5. I was planning to ask if I could leave whenever I hit 40 hours since it would be before 5. I realized my hours for the week were going to be short, even if I worked until 5. After calculating the time I worked each day and comparing it to the payroll software, Kronos, I talked to my boss and was told that the time clocked rounded to the nearest 15 minutes. I was pissed this was never explained to me when I started. Based on how things went when I started, it wasn't surprising. For those of you who don't know how this works, if you clock in between 7.53 and 8.07, the time clock records this as 8 o'clock. If you clock in between 8.08 and 8.22, the time clock records this as 8.15. When I did the calculations, there's the potential to abuse this to swing your hours worked by two and a half hours every week, meaning I could work 37 and a half hours and get paid for 40, or I could work 40 hours and get paid for 37 and a half. I looked up federal labor laws, and this was absolutely legal. Fine. From then on, I never clocked out in the seven minutes past every 15-minute increment. I'd leave for lunch at about 11.53 every day and get back at 1.07. The time clock records an hour. I get to work at 8.07, leave at 4.52. If the time clock said 4.53, I'd go back and work until 5.08. I wouldn't have done this if I'd been informed up front. Obviously, I couldn't completely adhere to this schedule, but I tried my hardest. So the best example of my abuse of the system was that I lived about 15 minutes from work. Occasionally, my kids would lock themselves out of the house. They got home around 3 p.m. The first time I asked my boss if I could go let them in, which seems stupid that I would need to ask, she says to me as I'm walking away, Make sure to clock out. I think it was meant as a joke, but obviously I was going to clock out. I'm hourly. It just rubbed me the wrong way. So I got to the time clock, clocked out at 3.08, drove home, let my kids in, drove back, and clocked back in at 3.20. The time clock sees a 3.15 clock out and a 3.15 clock in. If she hadn't said anything, I wouldn't have rushed home or back, and I would have had to make up that time. If how the time clock worked had been explained to me when I started, I wouldn't have abused it. And then down in the comments, we have this story from Kanotic. Or you can do what a friend of my dad did. He was the bearded IT guy at a refinery, back in the 90s before IT was really a thing. He'd go to work, check the time, and if he was late, he'd just walk straight past the time clock to the master computer room, set back the time for all the clocks and computer systems for this thousands of employees refinery so he wasn't late anymore, clock in, then reset the time to what it should be. Our next Reddit post is from Bloody Kitten. I might as well share something that happened to me. I saw a thread over on legal advice that reminded me about this incident. Figured it might fit here. This happened to me in 2013. I was over 30, had gone back to school, and it was Friday before finals week on my last semester to finish my CE degree. Bordering around campus, it's rather low income and not highly educated, and not a place I frequented. I walked into a gas station, let's call it Square L, around 7.30am. Locally, that's 30 minutes after they start selling alcohol. County is dry between 3am and 7am. I grabbed two of the largest packs of cheap beer they sell and head to the register. No big deal, just stocking up for a small study party with friends on campus later that day. The person behind the register eyes me suspiciously as I set them on the counter and tells me I'm not buying them. 
I politely explain it's after 7am and I don't see a problem. The manager, denoted by dress shirt instead of polo, leans over and tells her to get my ID, so she asks me for it. I'm like, fine, whatever, and I fidget around a minute before realizing it's in my car. I say as much and offer to grab it, and she told me to go ahead. I dash out to my car and grab my wallet from my book bag. No big deal. I walk back in and present it to the person at the register, who promptly glances at it, snickers, snaps it in half, tosses it in the trash, and tells me to get the F out of her store. I stood there a minute, sort of dumbfounded. The manager tells me to get the F out of her store or police will be called and someone's getting arrested. I mumbled something along the lines of, oh shoot, and opted to comply with the second half. I went to my car, grabbed my phone, called non-emergency, and told them I just had my driver's license taken and destroyed. I read off the address, ended my call, then headed back inside and stood. The manager tells me that's it, they're calling the cops. I let her know I already did. The clerk laughs and shouts for the people in the store to hear. Y'all wanna stick around? This punk blank called the cops on us for taking their fake ID. It took about 10 minutes, but they showed up. As they arrived, the manager rushed out the door and I walked behind. The cop asked for me immediately by name, dismissing the manager pointing at me and rattling off about my fake ID. I told him what happened and that I was told to leave or cops were to be called and someone was going to be arrested. He then takes a statement from the manager, then the clerk, then requests the ID be retrieved from the trash. He looks it over and hands the two pieces back to me. He hasn't said anything other than simple requests for info up to this point, then asks me to come along and we're going to have a chat outside. At this point, I'm actually growing a bit concerned. He punches in the driver's license number and up pops my face and in info. Clean history, both driving and criminal. He then lets me know the destruction of a license is a misdemeanor in this state and asks which one snapped it. We have a brief conversation and at this point, he's smiling ear to ear. He asks me if I want to press charges and at this point, I've already missed first class so state I do. I was told to play along with him and we share course of action. By this time, there were four squad cars and police milling about. Customers had grown scarce. We walked back in. I'm staring at the floor looking pensive and he says loudly, What do we say? And nudges me. I politely say, I'm very sorry this happened and I'm sure it won't happen again. The clerk and manager begin chuckling. I then finish with, The manager requested the clerk take it, who snapped it. Then the manager is the one who said someone is getting arrested. The officer undid the cuffs from his belt, walked up to the clerk, and began with Miranda rights. Another did the same with the manager. Another 30 minutes roll by while they're sitting in the backs of squad cars. The store is devoid of employees until someone walks out from the back cooler. I wait patiently. Eventually they're cut loose under own recognizance and I'm given a date to play witness in court. We head back in and the manager is irate. The employee on release bolted. I pay for my now warm beer and leave. The professor got a great laugh out of the police report and let me do my project presentation late anyway. Then we have a similar story from Crag and Skull down in the comments. In college, a friend and I went to a store. He wanted to buy cigarettes. The lady kept the ID, saying it was fake and saying she would call the cops. He told her to do so, and she did. The cop walks in, looks at the ID, looks back at her and says, Why would anyone make a fake ID saying there were 20 instead of 21? Our next Reddit post is from It's Crutchy. I just signed up for a new AT&T TV subscription less than 13 days ago. They had just posted a new update yesterday informing that all new subscribers can get HBO and HBO Max for free for a year. 
I call AT&T and start talking to the representative explaining my situation. The rep unfortunately tells me that they're not able to add the package as it's only for accounts created after April 3rd. I then ask the representative if I'm still in my grace period for a full refund and no termination fee. She replies yes. So I tell her I would like to cancel my account. She replies, I'm sorry to hear that. Why would you like to cancel your account today? I reply, I just told you, but it's the fact that I'm not getting HBO for free. She replies, I understand. Let's go ahead and cancel the account. You won't be charged a termination fee and we'll get a full refund of what you've paid so far. After a few minutes, she cancels the account and then... (laughs) I already know where this is going. After a few minutes, she cancels the account and then asks, Is there anything else I can help you with today? I say, yes, I would like to set up a new account for AT&T TV. (laughs) She then transfers me to another representative that can assist and I get a new account set up with the HBO and HBO Max free for a year. I still have to send the box back with the old account and they sent me a new box for the new account. I know they have to follow certain steps, but wouldn't it have just been easier for them to add the package to the existing account? Either way, it gave me a good chuckle. Our next Reddit post is from Sungirl. After graduating college, I worked for about six months as a cashier at a local branch of a chain sandwich shop. Mostly, it was a great job. Customers were mostly polite, my coworkers were friendly and helpful, and I genuinely believed in the company's products. Even my bosses were pretty great, except for one. We'll call him the jerk. The jerk was belligerent, vindictive, nitpicky, and pretty much an awful boss in every way a boss can be awful. He had the type of sucky, no excuses policy that defined excuse as literally anything besides, yes sir, of course sir. I could go on and on about all the different ways he was terrible, but this story is about one specific flavor of his awfulness. During our shifts, each employee had a certain section of the store they were assigned to keep clean in addition to their duties. The cashier section was the front counters and displays in the coffee kiosk. I don't know if it was officially the manager's job, but as long as I worked there, whoever was the shift manager always took care of the outside patio area. Except for the jerk. At first, he would just say things to me like, I'm pretty busy right now, could you clean the patio? Which was fine. Part of the job description stated that if you had free time and the manager asked you to do something extra, you did it. He was well within his rights. But one day, he suddenly started asking me why I was shirking my duties by not keeping the patio clean. After all, the patio was part of my section. It wasn't, and never had been. I asked the other cashiers, and they all agreed they'd never been told anything about the patio being part of the cashier section. I didn't mind helping out with the patio if my other cashier duties were done, but it irked me that he had taken something extra I was doing to be helpful and turned it into something that I was neglecting my duties if I didn't do. It felt like a bait and switch, and I felt cheated. The bigger problem, though, was that keeping the patio clean through my entire shift was a huge pain for me as a cashier. In the afternoons, I was often the only one at the counter and customers would trickle in with a few minutes between each group. This meant that I was constantly having to run back and forth between the patio and the register, which confused customers and made it hard to get any actual work done on the patio. One day, when this was particularly bad, the jerk came up front and started asking me why I hadn't cleaned the patio. I started to explain that I kept having to come back inside to serve customers, but he cut me off. I don't remember his exact words, but it was something along the lines of, That's no excuse. Cleaning the patio is your job. Now go outside and do your job. Don't come back inside until the patio is clean. 
That last sentence was music to my ears. I assured him that, of course, I would do exactly as he said, went outside and started cleaning. A few minutes later, a family walked past me through their front doors into the store. (laughs) Through the large front window, I watched them stand, confused, in front of the register. There was no one at it to serve them. The jerk had gone back into his office to attend to his oh-so-important manager duties. I continued to clean the patio. A few minutes later, another family came in and joined the first, standing confused and now annoyed in front of the counter. At this point, the jerk must have noticed them on the security camera because he came out of his office and started ringing them up. Then came another set of customers, and another. The jerk was at the register, so he had to serve them. He was now being forced to cover my job because I was too busy doing his. I finished cleaning the patio and came inside, and the jerk immediately tore into me. Asking where I'd been, why wasn't I at the counter, couldn't I see there were customers? I put on my most innocent smile. But you told me not to come back inside until I'd finished cleaning the patio. I assumed that meant you would take care of serving customers, since I couldn't possibly be two places at the same time. He just glared at me for the longest moment, then mumbled something about how I should have known what he meant and I was never to pull a stunt like that again, and shuffled back to his office. Not much of a victory in the grand scheme of things, but seeing the momentary flash of panic in his eyes as he realized his do-as-I-say-no-excuses policy had backfired, had me giddy for the rest of the day. Then we have this contribution from Nerdy3000 down in the comments, and anyone who's worked retail will definitely sympathize. I used to work at a restaurant in the mall. When I was cashier, the manager was always telling me to stock up, but don't leave the counter. The stock room is in the back. You need to stock. Get things stocked up. Okay, will do. Don't leave the counter. Okay, then how? Make a list and ask the kitchen person to get it for you. I then make the list and ask the kitchen person. The kitchen person has her own work to do. You need to do your own work. Okay, and I go to get the items from the back. How many times do I have to tell you, don't leave the counter? I decided, F it, I just won't get the stock then. Ten minutes later, the manager walks over. I thought I told you to stock up. Our next Reddit post is from Pinky Fitz. Back during the first Gulf War, my wife and I were engaged and had a wedding honeymoon cruise to the Caribbean set up. All expenses paid, food, transportation, etc. On those things, they have all-you-can-eat buffets in a nice dining room. Both of us were active military. Well, the military announces they're sending her over to the Gulf. I stayed stateside but had leave canceled. They ship out three days before the wedding cruise. We were able to reschedule the wedding. Caterer, flowers, reception, DJ, they were all cool. So I called the cruise line and asked to reschedule. They said no and the tickets were not refundable. I tried to explain we were active military going to war. Nope, no deal. I speak to a supervisor. Nope. Ask the military to help out. No deal. We knew nobody in the area and none of our family could take the cruise. We were screwed. So we went to nearby San Francisco, went to the worst area, and found the dirtiest, most malnourished homeless two people we could find. Lice, bad smell, shopping cart, the whole thing. I gave them the tickets and told them to eat well. The only caveat is I wanted them to send me a postcard so I knew they went. I gave them a stamped addressed envelope. I got a nice card from Martinique. I'll bet the cruise people were bummed. 
That was r slash malicious compliance. And if you like this video, then let me know by hitting that like button because it really helps my channel grow.